is Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hi, Ash. Hi, Mel. And hello, listeners. Welcome Welcome back to another episode of Jeans and a Nice Top. It's all happening. It is all happening. Um, Have we ever had a break? I think we've been good this week. We, we haven't have even had a weird week. break. No, we haven't, which, I mean, it was a bit of a false start at the beginning, but we are back. We have a regular cadence, two journalists who can't count the number of days in a week. Well, maybe we're just busy out here. Oh, we're busy. I've been sick. You know what is weird is when you get not COVID, when you get sick and it's not COVID. It's a very strange experience. Well, yes, it's almost more convenient to get COVID because at least you have a definite answer. <laughs> yes. And then it feels like more acceptable to be like, sorry, I can't work. I have I have COVID. It's not so acceptable when you just have a head cold. Yes. Anyway. It's harder to diagnose. But yes, if, if I sound husky or something. That's what's going on. I have a head cold. But look, let's get into it. Let us get into it. So this week we have Zara, fake name. We do. Fake Fake name. name. Um, And she has a conundrum about dating, would you believe? Hello. So um, I'm single, have been for a while. You know, I go on dates, but it's rough out on these streets dating. And since the penny D, it's like even harder. I don't know what's going on, but all the men I'm dating are very emotionally unavailable and it's just, it's not fun and it's really traumatizing. Um, everyone always says, you know, just forget about dating, work on yourself and it'll happen when you least expect it. But I've been working on myself for a long time and I'm trying not to think about it, but I'm just still just not having any luck, like just not vibing with anyone, not connecting with anyone. And I just, Wanted to know if you've been in a similar sort of like dating rut, feeling hopeless, like what did you do to reframe um, and just kind of like find a way through it because it's hard not to think about. That advice is so frustrating. Oh, we have been there. Zara, Zara, first and foremost, that advice is bullshit. I, (laughs) I don't know about that advice. Like nah. it feels like quite grandma advice, like, oh, someone will come along when you least expect it. I mean, I definitely believe in, you know, being open to chance and, you know, not walking around with your AirPods in in case you know, you, you won't strike up a conversation with someone randomly. But I don't know about that advice. I think with dating, you have to be out there working at it and yeah. that can lead to burnout. Well, that's the thing. I always, I always said that like dating becomes like a second job. Because these days, and I no, actually, you know what? I think this has always been the way it is. Because I think pre-apps, dating was like you went out to bars and you went out like you had hobbies that you went to just to try and meet new people. Like you were still actively having to pursue dating as a life sort of addition to your life. You just did it in different ways. Whereas now Thankfully, we can do it from the comfort of our own home. We're just sitting on the apps, but it's still quite like mentally taxing, I think, more than like physically in terms of having to go out all the time. And yeah, I I very much relate to this. I felt, I have felt like this on and off through all of my single years. I would have these brief periods where I was really on it and it felt like I was like really fizzy and I was like everyone wanted a piece and like I was always finding the hot dudes on the apps and like 
I'd go to parties and like get someone's number. It was crazy. And then there'd be these other periods where I'm like, am I invisible? Am I literally like, can people not see me? (laughs) And that in itself, once you have one false start, I feel like they just follow one after the other till then you are left with this just deep feeling of dread and hopelessness yeah. that there are no men left on the apps, there are no decent people left in your city and or radius, and that you are destined to be alone. And in those times, that is when I would say take a little break from the apps. Like you don't yeah. need to join a yoga studio, but sometimes even if it's just a week, of having a break from the swipe game, it really helps to reframe dating and help your mental health and just having that space to sort of think about yourself and reconsider exactly what you want um, mm. to find. Yeah, for sure. Because I think like it's it's hard because it's like you want to find this sweet spot where there's some sort of balance between going hard with like searching for people that you like and like having all the different combos going and swiping all these people and going on all the dates and absolutely not even thinking about dating. But I don't think that there is an in-between because it's not, it's not actually like the active, like the action of swiping and chatting and going out. It's that it's all those little incremental little hopes that build and then crash and then build and then crash. Because even when I was chatting to people, it's like, say, say Hinge, right? So say I like shot off a bunch of convo starters to like 20 different dudes one night. And then I might get like five. I was always, I was actually shocked when I started thinking about my ratio of like return on my <laughs> messages. Because so I always like, thought I was really funny. Copy paste. No, you, not like you with the rose that you used to send all the time. (laughs) No, but I would always just like actually think of funny things to say. And then I would say all these funny things to all these different people. And I would only actually get like probably like a 10% return on like the actual people that came back and with any interest. But yeah, like you, when you whittle it down, like you send off all your messages and you do all your swipes or whatever. And then you get your actual responses. And then of those responses, there's only a few that you actually want to engage with. And then you engage with those and there's only a few of those or a couple of those that actually ongoing you have a good chat with. And then you've got to like organize a date. And then you go on that date. And then one or both of those people turn out to just be people you don't click with or you don't, or they don't click with you or whatever. That's a lot of like hope, crash, hope, crash, hope, crash. Oh, yeah. Like, and that happens every fucking week. And so it's like, there's no way to like do that in a lower, lower sense. Like you can't do that in a more minimized way because it's not about the volume of people you're going out with. It's like, even if you just met one person. The process is still the same. The just process one is time. the same. And then you add in and what Zara mentioned there, which is, I think, the hardest part of dating, I think, in modern times is emotionally unavailable fucks and they're everywhere and they do not differentiate for gender and they do not differentiate for like age it doesn't matter how old you are or who you're dating or where they're from that you will find an emotionally unavailable fuck somewhere and they're so sneaky because I think you you meet this person and you finally are like I've met a person and we click and we actually had a fun date and I want to see them again and we go out again and we had another fun date. And I do think in hindsight I would hear the red flag. There would be something, a little alarm that goes off, like they'll say something. And Because I remember I went out with this guy and on the first date he said, 
oh, um, my last relationship was a few ended a few months ago, and I remember thinking, ding, 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 ding. But then you just washed it down. I said, oh, whatever, not a big deal. Now, probably slow end. It probably ended through the course of this relationship. He's fine. He's emotionally available. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like all this shit, it just it just happens. But you want to go with it because you want to hope, and you think this is going to be different, and then it's not fucking different. That's the heart. That is the that is the thing that would cause me burnout was the emotional unavailability. Yeah, and also just that it's so disheartening, and those micro disappointments add up to a big disappointment, and that big disappointment is dating in the modern <laughs> era. And then you're just like, fuck, I just want to leave. I want to leave the city, and I'm going to go buy a remote outback station, and no men or anyone that I like to date will be anywhere near me. And I will be alone with the animals and finally free of this. That's where your brain goes. That's where Mel's brain goes. <laughs> if you're but you know like what I mean? Mel, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yes, I remember this feeling well. I mean, Zara, you are in very good company. I think most men and women who are listening to this podcast would really identify with how you're feeling and have been through it or are going through it and have taken steps to, I mean, have taken steps to quote unquote, look after themselves. But yes, no matter how much personal work you do, no matter how many books you read, how much therapy you do, podcasts you listen to, there's always going to be other people who just cruise in, swan in, no work, who are (laughs) expecting, no work, who are expecting (laughs) you to really just shell out the emotional labor, to put in the elbow grease, to fix everything. And it's unfair. Isn't it wild? How do these people get through? I don't know how they're living. Like imagine being the person that just does absolutely no work on yourself and just continues to like break hearts wherever you may go and just ruin lives left, right and centre. It's wild. I can't say, like I'm a big Brene Brown fan, as are you, Mel, so I'm, hey, I'm loving the work. I do the work. (laughs) We do the work. But, yeah, like and that's an interesting one too, though. You know how you were saying about like the self the self-care and like that's where people go to is like the advice is always like step away from the from the apps and step away from dating and do the self-care um and like work on yourself and i think that there's a big difference between taking a break and then feeling the pressure to take a break to work on you it's they're different things like i i mean you tell me but what you're mm. talking about is more like separating yourself from something that brings you harm or is making you feel shitty, but not necessarily then internalizing the blame for feeling shitty. No, like just take yourself out of the game for a bit just to do other things. You have a very varied life, a very varied, you know, group of friends, family, other communities that you're a part of. Just go and enjoy those a bit more. So if you were going on like one, two dates a week, that's one, two nights that you could have back this week to go over to a mates and cook dinner who's like particularly funny who you always walk away from and just think oh that was such a fun night someone who really pumps up your tires that makes you feel good it might just be going over to your parents place for tea whatever it is that just makes you feel good maybe sub out a date that you know that week and go and do that instead that's what I mean by like self-care yeah exactly just little things that make you feel good or it might be I don't know go and get your hair cut go and get your nails done something like that's a little it maybe sounds like a cheesy sort of Instagram tile advice but it works I love doing that stuff it does make me feel good it does and I and and it's 
I think also just acknowledging and accept, like just saying, like facing it head on and being like, yeah, this is shit. Like sometimes it's shit to be single. And like I follow that, you know, that your diagnosis Instagram. It's like a, he's yeah. like a psychologist. He puts up these real like, yeah, like raw, like hard truth type posts. But he has this one that he he reposts a lot about being single and it's like things single people don't need to hear or something. And it was basically saying like it's okay to be lonely and it's okay yes. to like accept that you aren't this perfect single person who's like constantly swanning around feeling amazing about how um, great it is to be on your own and misindependent, et cetera. Like it's fine to acknowledge and to like address that you are lonely and you're looking for someone. And I think I think that there's a difference. I think we we worry about doing that because we think we're going to come off desperate on dates. Like we think we're going to go out with someone and they're going to smell the desperation on us or something, um, which I think is such a misogynistic bullshit old traditional way of thinking about it. It's similar to like women can't make the first move and you need to wait three day, days for them to text you and whatever. And yeah, well, fuck all of that. Yeah. yeah no. I think it's fine to want a relationship. I think like, sure, like don't, maybe don't go on your first date being like, I I'm looking for a long-term relationship, like just get to know someone. But but like I think for your, for yourself and with your friends, I think you can talk about it because I think to pretend like to push it down and like fake this narrative of being like, you know, Andy Watsy in How Lose a Guy in 10 Days where you're like in this perfect moment of your career and you're like this single hot girl who's just having a great time, that you don't have to do that. Like it's only going to make you feel shittier because you can't live up to that fake narrative in your head, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I would also say this is the time to maybe give when you're feeling like this, it can those feelings can be compounded by people who have maybe, you know, we've all got that one friend when we're single who says things like, I don't know how you do it. Like I I couldn't deal with all those apps. Like they weren't around when I was single, blah, blah, blah. Like that that doesn't make you feel good. You probably no. don't need to hear that now. So I remember when I was feeling like I was in a bit of a dating rut, those were the kind of conversations that could just tip me over the edge. So maybe like avoid those kind of interactions for yes. now. Um, you know, this is saying is probably doesn't fit, but like misery loves company and not saying like sit around wallowing, drinking tequila with single friends, but like it's it's pretty true. Like if you're finding it tricky dating, I guarantee other single gals in your friendship circle are finding it equally as challenging right now. And I think that is so like that is something no one talks about is that there are these periods in your life where you actually just can't hang out with certain people. Like mm-hmm. there's parts of your life and not not permanently, but just in those days when you're feeling low. If you said yes to going to some horrible couple's dinner, like, you know, in Bridget Jones, there's that dinner she goes to and it's all the couples and they're asking her, like, they're just like, how are you single, Bridget? And like, oh, like kind of on the shelf, Bridget. Tut, 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 that, yeah. yeah. Like those events even though your friends might be better than those friends, like any event where you're going to feel like a pariah for being single, I think you can just cancel it. You can just be that like asshole that just cancels at the last second because you have to look after yourself. And that to me is better self-care than like fucking running a bath and like picking a good book or whatever is to just say no to hanging out with people that are going to make you feel like shit in that moment. It doesn't mean that you're saying I'm going to stop being friends with all my friends that have boyfriends and girlfriends. It doesn't mean that you're going to like, you know, whatever. Um, It's more just protecting yourself, 
at periods where you're vulnerable. And I think that's kind of like I always think of Bridget Jones actually with this stuff because I Mm. do think that she kind of had it set up good to a degree because she had a little friendship group and they were all single and they were her like little family for that period of time. And then she would go and hang out with her couple friends. But like the times that it was healthy was when she would just hang out with them like one-on-one, not when she would go to big events where being a couple was like, it was like a commodity to be a couple, you know, like there was currency on it. Um, I think that's really important because I, when I was single, that they were the things that would drive me into the ground. Like I would go home feeling so small because I, yeah. And you don't like life is more than that, but there are these periods where you're going to feel like you want that so bad that being around, it's going to hurt. And I think your friends should understand that. And if they don't explain it to them like that and just be like, I can't hang out with you and your partner for one more triple movie date because it makes me feel like I'm missing something and like I'm inferior or like defective. And it's okay if you don't feel like this too. (laughs) This was just us. Like maybe you're fine. Maybe we're giving you insecurities. (laughs) You know. Maybe Zara's like, this isn't a problem for me. And we've just (laughs) gone on this huge tangent. Like the problem are your friends. (laughs) Shitty coupled friends. No, they might not be for you. Like you, you might <laughs> become friends are fine. Yeah, maybe your friends are fine. Zara, run a bath, find a good book. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe your friends are fine. We don't know. That was just like two of us. Two out of two can't be wrong. Is all I'm saying. We I can't know. Also, wrong. oh, he was he was a good bit of advice that I feel like everybody everybody can use at any point in their life. Okay. Get one of those shit house fucking romance fantasy books. I am rereading. You are obsessed. I am obsessed. But I go to them when I'm having a bad time and I want to have an escape. I find mm-hmm. the romance ones maybe a bit harder when you're in a relationship because you start to then go like into this weird spiral world where you get too in love with the main character and then you start comparing them to your own partner who's real and not a fictional character written by a woman. In but the 90s. They're good. <laughs> they're good for when you're single or when you're not in a, like when you're in a, anything fantasy, anything that's kind of like not the natural world. Like the, the ones I'm reading at the moment are Court of Thorns and Roses. So if anyone's read that, you know what I'm talking about. They're just this really immersive, like silly kind of, you know, other world. Um, the romances are very heightened. There's a lot of action and stuff. And I, I do find escaping a little bit sometimes when you're feeling just really shit about life, it's okay. It's yeah. fine to escape. It's actually good for you. And it just like gives you a little reprieve from like the shitty reality of life sometimes. Like, yeah. So even like um, I always think TV shows as well. I used to do Walking Dead when I was like crying over a dude because everyone is sad in Walking Dead and it makes you feel better because it's like, well, at least I'm not getting eaten by zombies, you know? And that's all <laughs> someone who's single and dating in 2023 can ask for. That's truly <laughs> The bar is still so low, Zara. You're right. It is hard out here for a bitch. The bar is still low. But look, if you guys have, um, please send us more audio notes. We need more. We need more. We're running out. 
And we want to give you some subpar advice. Yes. We've got it so much more up our sleeve. We've got <laughs> so more to much give. More. So, yes, if you just DM them to us on Instagram, jeans and a nice top underscore pod, or if you don't have Instagram, which is weird in 2023, but you do you, that's kind of like a flex. You can email them to us, which is jeans and a nice top dot podcast at gmail.com. Just keep it to a minute. Keep the audio relatively crisp. Like don't don't speak while you're cooking dinner and you put the microphone near like pot of boiling water or something. <laughs> like Again, what? <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, just send us, yeah, send us your problem, your story, whatever you want to tell us. Um, we are open to it. And thanks for listening as always. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.